When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, Kellen, so I guess before the break I said Monday Night Football, Green Bay leading Saskatchewan. Whoops. Well, no, here's what happened. The people who run football, I mean, like the secret, not the commissioners, like not Ambrosi and Goodell. The Freemasons? Well, no, they're not Freemasons. They're just just the secret people that run football. Cloak and daggers. They said, we feel so bad that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders got shut out that we're going to let them play a second game, even though it's in another league. So maybe they could score a point. Mm. And feel better about themselves. The football so that, that's, that's what happened. The foot, the football people. I'm not yeah. going to say who they are. It's like a triumvirate, but ah. there's more than three. It's like a council. They it's gathered like, at Stonehenge, and this is what seven. they decreed. Like seven points for a touchdown. So the council of seven runs football. They all got together at the ancestral birthplace of football. They wore their cloaks and their leather helmets. And they played the NFL theme, the NFL films music. And they, they flipped a coin because they had to decide that to flip a coin. They said, do we let Saskatchewan play uh, another game this week so they can at least get a point? And they said, yes. So Green Bay 17, Saskatchewan 14, Monday Night Football. Fair enough. And if you believe that... Uh, it is, of course, San Francisco trailing Green Bay by three points a minute and a half into the second quarter. But thank you, everybody. Dino Bambino says, simple question. If the Eskimos miss the playoffs, does the head coach lose his job? Uh, well, I don't know. Probably depends how they play. But sure, there's a chance. Absolutely. I'm, ne- I'm, I'm never going to say for sure because they have to, they have to assess the season as a whole how he handled situations, uh, you know, how they feel some of the players played, all that kind of stuff. I think if they would have lost their last six games, then yes. Gina says, what has to happen with the other Western teams for the Eskimos to have a chance at getting into the playoffs? Well, I'll tell you what, Gina, uh, there's a lot of scenarios. I'm not going to go into all of them now. And obviously they change week by week because of, of the results that happen each week. But if the Eskimos win both of their remaining games, they will be in the playoffs. They could actually still finish as high as second, which is highly unlikely, bordering on impossible. If they win both of their two remaining games, they will finish 10-8. and eight. 
they will finish third or fourth, and they will be in the postseason. If they lose to BC on Friday, they're pretty much out of it. They'd still be mathematically alive, but they would have to beat Winnipeg and get some help to get in, and it would be pretty tough. So, Gene, I'll tell you this. You asked about the other Western teams, but it's pretty simple. Just worry about the Eskimos, because if they win both of their remaining games, uh, they get in. The, the schedule, Winnipeg has a bye, then plays Calgary and Edmonton. So you want Calgary to beat Winnipeg. BC plays Edmonton, Saskatchewan, and then Calgary. So you want BC to lose to Saskatchewan and Calgary uh, on top of that. And then, you know, if the Eskimos win their games, they're, they're in for sure. So a lot of scenarios still. I know Morley Scott tweeted out a scenario where um, four, um, all four teams other than Calgary could finish at 10-8. and eight. Again, highly unlikely, but possible. Rob says, I love Jason Moss, but yes, the record reflects more leader than coach. And uh, Shane says, the Eskimos coach needs to go. I don't doubt that he would make a great practice quarterback, but head coach isn't his forte, simply put. That is from Shane, texting 630-630. Well, I'll tell you what, Jason had a lot better game on Saturday than he uh, did in the previous few weeks. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I understand the questions when you have, uh, you know, Riley, Walker, Williams, Gable on your team, and you haven't been putting up a lot of points for sure. Absolutely. 780-496-0063 is the phone number. The Oilers will take on the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow. Here's Coach McClellan. They're a tremendous team right now. They, uh, they were good last year, and they're probably even better this year. So their firepower is four lines deep. They've got some, some big, powerful defensemen that affect the, the outcome of the play. Um, you know, you'd like to play more in their end. You'd like to, to wear them down and take their skating ability away from them uh, through forecheck. But... Um, you know, there's 29, 30 teams that try and do that on a nightly basis against them. Sometimes you're successful, sometimes not. But uh, it certainly would be one of our goals is to uh, to make sure that they're expending more energy in their end than they are through the neutral zone in ours. All right. It's going to be tough tomorrow. The Jets are, are clearly a deeper team than the Oilers, though. You know, Bufflin obviously uh, might not be playing, so that would help the Oilers a little bit. Uh, Hellebuck had a great season last year. Uh, Laurent Brassois played last night against Carolina, did really well. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, a really, they're a really deep team. The Oilers are going to need their depth guys to check and hopefully chip in with some offense. Drake Kajula. Uh, has not found the score sheet, but but has played pretty hard the last couple of games. Well, in fairness to Drake, his camp was uh, stalled right off the bat by being sick. And it took him a little while to get back. And then when he got back, um, I'm not sure that he, he went after it the way he needed to go after it. Uh, but there was a significant difference in his uh, feistiness and his ability to, uh, to check and create plays, to create open space for himself and for his teammates in the last two games than they were in the game prior to that um, so he took uh, he took the message and he delivered on uh, on his behalf and and our team was better for it all right as for Kajula himself very relieved to get that first win on Saturday yeah I mean anytime you get a win no matter how you get it it's, uh, it's always good for the morale but uh, you know I thought we played a pretty complete game we worked for it all game long and we uh, 
you know, we stuck to our game and uh, we came out with a 2-1 victory and uh, you know we held them to limited chances and uh, we've been preaching a lot of uh, defense first and making sure we lower our goals against number this year so uh, you know I think we're pretty happy with that win and we just got to make sure we build off that. I know you're getting on a plane again right away but what was it like to, to get home have a full day at home? Yeah it's always nice when you get to sleep in your own bed and uh, you know just be in the comfort of your own home instead of a hotel room but uh, you know there's good things about being on the road you get to build your uh, you know team chemistry you guys are going out for meals and all that sort of stuff together and um, you know especially with those lengthy stays in Boston Sweden we had a few extra days off we were able to do a lot more stuff so um, you know it's, it was good to be on the road and we got one more road game and we just gotta you know, make sure we bring that same road mentality. Uh, I mean you didn't play the first game you got back in I thought you had a really active game especially against the Rangers was that a big focus for you coming back or how did you approach sort of coming back into the lineup? Uh, yeah anytime you're not uh, you know in the lineup you want to find a way to get into the lineup and uh, you know once you get in you want to make sure you make the most of that opportunity and I thought uh, you know my first game against Boston I played with a lot of energy and a lot of passion and um, you know played that uh, feisty uh, you know kind of walk in the line style of style of play and uh, you know I like to play like that and I think uh, when I'm playing at my best that's the way I play and uh, I think I carried that over to you know New York and uh, I think that allowed me to create more offense for myself and uh, I know I just got to make sure I bring that same energy and same passion every game. You got involved with Bacchus obviously and you got a nice slash from him that wasn't called as well. Yeah I mean it's uh, it's part of the game um, you know I made a good clean hit and uh, obviously he didn't like it and he tried to run me back and um, you know I just uh, tried to stand my ground and uh, he ended up giving me a two-hand in the back of the knees and uh, you know I was ready to fight and um, I know he's got concussion issues and that's not really uh, part of his game but if that's the case you probably should be swinging your stick like that so it's part of hockey and it is what it is. Uh, to take it on the Jets now, obviously, you know, they're hyped up almost like you guys were last year. How do you how do you counteract some of their firepower? Uh, well, one, their power play is a, is a big uh, big threat for them, so we got to make sure we stay out of the box. Um, you know, make sure we're doing the right things and uh, and play defense first. I think uh, you know where we got into, got into trouble last year and parts this year is where we start cheating for offense. And uh, I think if we start playing uh, you know the right way defensively, it's going to lead to good offense anyway. So. Uh, as long as we lower that goals against uh, number this season, I think we're going to do a good job. All right, a little bit there from Drake Kajula. NHL tonight, look at the Montreal Canadiens go. Leading Detroit 6-1 late in the second period. Maple Leafs up 3-1 on the Kings after two. In the second period, Nashville with a 2-1 edge on Minnesota. Stars and Senators 1-1 after the second period. Baseball tonight, middle of the fifth. Brewers lead the Dodgers 1-0. Game three of the NLCS. The series is tied 1-1. Ten minutes left in the second quarter in Green Bay. Packers 17-49ers. 14. Morley Scott is standing by and a quick visit with the new coach of the Edmonton Prospects, Jordan Blundell, when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Morley Scott standing by. He will have Jason Moss for the Eskimos Coaches Show from 730 until 8 tonight. New head coach for the Edmonton Prospects. The local baseball team, of course, had Orv Franchuk and Ray Brown decide to move on a few weeks ago. 
The new guy has uh, been with the organization for the last couple of years, Jordan Blundell. Jordan, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. Thanks for having me again. Well, it's good to talk to you. We talked several times during this past season, of course, in your role as assistant general manager of the Edmonton Prospects, and now you're going right down to field level. Congratulations on the new job. Uh, tell us uh, tell us how this came to be. I mean, I know Brown and Franchuk moved on after uh, a great tenure with the club. So, uh, I mean, was this something you were uh, you kind of always had in the back of your mind that you might want to do? Yeah, well, uh, first off, I'm really excited for the opportunity and, and uh, uh, really excited to work uh, field level with this organization. Uh, Coach Brown and Coach Franchuk, Ray and Orv, uh, did a tremendous job uh, bringing the franchise along uh, from some tough times at, at times. Um, those guys uh, provided us with that credibility. And, uh, you know, I know Pat uh, feels real strong uh, about uh, what they did for us, and, and so do I, even though I was only around for, for a year with them. Uh, it was a privilege to, to work with them. Uh, it was a privilege uh, to learn from them. Uh, they've, been, they've been through lots of different baseball battles over the course of their careers, and uh, it, it was a great opportunity for me to learn from them and, and pick their brains and, and then work alongside them in certain areas as well. So um, taking the job, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't foresee uh, a coaching change necessarily, so uh, it came as a bit of a surprise, but um, it, it is something that, that uh, I was looking forward to pursuing at some point here um, yeah, in, in my own coaching career. Uh, I guess I could say it probably happened a little bit quicker than uh, than we all thought, but uh, like I said, I'm pretty excited about the opportunity and, and uh, looking forward to the challenge here next summer. Well, this is an interesting scenario for you too, Jordan, because you grew up in Edmonton, so how many people get to coach a hometown team at some point in their careers? And of course, you played in this league uh, a few years ago, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it really is uh, you know, a dream come true. Um, you know, I watch watch ball games in the, in the ballpark. You know, when I was a teenager, and uh, it meant something to me as an aspiring baseball player to to see that level and to, and to see you know adults and, and good players and and to dream about you know playing at that level and, and to dream about being on the field and um, it, it, it's an honor. It, it really is. Uh, to get to experience the ballpark uh, the way I did last year in a management uh, role, um, you know, it was it was awesome uh, interacting with the fans and, and creating relationships and and networks within the baseball community and, and the business community was was a, a fun experience for me. A great job, and um, you know, it uh, it's a one of a kind facility. It's uh, the fans are awesome. Uh, the you know Edmonton is, is uh, the premier market in our league. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. it. It's an interesting league because, you know, the sometimes there, there's not a lot of carryover from rosters from year to year, or sometimes there are even roster changes mid-season. Tell me about the challenges that's going to present uh, as a coach, and, and how you try to keep the, the team together under those circumstances. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely will be a challenge. Um, I, I've uh, Done college baseball for you know 15, 16 years as a, as a coach uh, at my alma mater, University of Jamestown, as well as Vancouver Island University. Um, uh, experience in dealing with ups and downs of a college age group in a college season that that uh, you could describe as a short season, but also a long season. 
the, the time isn't isn't that long, but there's a lot of games in a short period of time, and um, managing managing players, managing you know the clubhouse, managing in-game decisions. Um, you know, I've spent uh, my adult life doing that, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to this new challenge. Uh, the the WCBL is a little bit different than uh, you know a full year college baseball team that, that operates September through May. Uh, the WCBL season is different. It's it's made August, and um, it provides different challenges. So um, you, know, you try and keep guys healthy and, and uh, deal with different things that, that aren't attached to a school. So players, you know, sometimes they, they, they need to work in the summer to pay for their school or they've got family commitments or, or things of that nature, and um, you, you just kind of roll with it. It's, uh, it's a 24 hour, 24-7 job, and, and you're always – connecting with, with other coaches in the U.S. And, and Canada, both players, and, and who's looking and who's interested in playing. and um, That's something I enjoy doing, and, and I've built up uh, a network of coaches that uh, that we communicate fairly regularly, that I think we have good relationships, I have a good relationship with, and thus the, the Edmonton prospects will have good relationships with too. So uh, it's exciting to... To be able to say I'll be on field and, and the, the players that we're recruiting will get to speak directly to me through that process and um, you know hope for the best and, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to put a good product on the field for the fans. Well, you guys have uh, you know done great the last few seasons. You've had some good playoff runs, and obviously the attendance uh, keeps going up, and people love going to that ballpark. So good for you, Jordan, taking this next step. Look forward, obviously, to keeping in touch with you. Hope you have a great off season, and uh, looking forward to seeing you manage the team in the spring. Thanks a bunch, Rita. Appreciate your support. All the best to Jordan Blundell from the Edmonton Prospects. Did a show from. Old Remax Field in the summer. That was fun. Hopefully, I'll be out there again this summer. Morley Scott standing you can go out there by. Wednesday, by the looks of it. What's that? You can go out there Wednesday. It'll be like twenty. Oh, it's going to be hot Wednesday. Wednesday. Right? That well, might I'm, not be a baseball game going on, but it'll be a nice day to do your show outside. Got to sneak in one more round of golf somehow, some way. Got to make it happen, Morley. Huh? Boy, the Eskimos finally made it happen. Hey, what a turnaround! My goodness, real good. Played every everything. Everything fell into place. Uh, most uh, uh, complete game they played maybe this year, certainly in a long time. Is Duke okay? Somebody texting Duke's fine, isn't he? I don't know. Don't, don't know. know. Uh, maybe we'll try and pry that out of the coach tonight. Okay. He doesn't like to talk about injuries, but he's on the phone tonight, so I can I'm you know I can maybe ask him. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he left with the sh- looked like the arm was kind of dangling a little bit. Okay. I think it's more precautionary than anything else. We'll see. How about Brian Mitchell? He ain't coming out, eh? Oh, no, sir. What a game. And you think about it. Walker can come back for the very last game. Yes, he can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You think about it. uh, The the penalty for Travis Bond took. Uh, If he doesn't take that penalty, uh, he's over 200 yards in the game. Oh, wow. Bond's done that a few times, hasn't he? Yeah, that's kind of a... Yeah. They have cut down the penalties, but he's still... They only had three penalties on Saturday. That's pretty much better. That's acceptable, I'd say. Moss and Morley coming up after the break. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.